Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. And my name is Jody Burkeen. I am your host tonight on the Man Up God's Way podcast. And we are here live every Monday night at 8 o'clock. And glad you guys can join us. If you get an opportunity, if you would, please share this with all your friends on your social media posts. Uh, help us reach as many people as we possibly can. Uh, it is live again, like I said, every Monday night. And then it will go on to our audio podcast platform on Tuesday morning. And you can check that out on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podomatic. Uh, we'd love for you guys to go and subscribe to one of those channels so you can catch it at any time while you're driving down the road, headed to work or uh, on vacation. It's a great time just to listen to this podcast. And so uh, we're glad you glad you guys joined us. Again, share it if you can, share it if you will, and help us reach as many more people as we possibly can. I got my host, uh, hostess with the mostest, I guess you could say, in the house tonight. We got Ben Neely. How are you doing, brother? Good. Glad to be back. There? Another Monday. Another Monday. Glad you're here, too. Fergoza, how about you, brother? Hey, yo. You staying out of trouble? Always. Always. Good. Glad you guys are all here. And uh, we've got a, a hodgepodge of stuff to talk about tonight, and we're going to be talking about uh, just the news of the week and... Uh, a little bit of theology, a little bit of um, craziness that's going on in the world today, but... Um, We're calling this our current events. Our current events show, is that what it is? Yeah, the, I think that's what we tagged it as. current event show. We'll probably have everybody talking on the uh, comments about it being the end of times. and. <laughs> <laughs> if the end of times happens, do yeah. we still have to come in for the show? The first, yeah. <laughs> well, if you come in, if you have to, if you're still here at the end of times, well, assuming, I will be, but assume, I'll do it by myself. Is that how it works? Assuming you believe in the rapture, I'm hoping <laughs> the rapture is true, and uh, I get to uh, go on the first boat. So uh, they'll have to be here. It'll be a bad sign if you're still here. After the <laughs> the show will be really rough. We're tonight. We're talking about how wrong everybody was about the rapture. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah. When I look at the Book of Revelations, a lot of times, just like, just know that he's coming back. Stop worrying about it. You know? We always talk about that. I know. <laughs> if you would just worry about your relationship with Jesus, all that other stuff's going to fall it's into gonna place. It's going to fall right into place. You know, no use, of, no use in sitting looking at the sky. You know, the whole time looking, waiting for right. him. Just, just do what he's called you to do while you're here. Yeah, it's one of those things that's really fun to talk about in theological discussions, but there's never a. A, a solution it's a, it's still the only book we're waiting for the the prophecy to happen yeah, everything yeah. else has happened we're waiting on that so just uh go out and do what god's called you to do go and make disciples baptize them and uh, train them to to preach the gospel share serve love give all of those kind of things so but yeah um it does seem like uh hell has broken loose it seems like in the world today and we just keep having all kinds of crazy stuff there was another shooting yesterday did you hear that there i heard a, something about nashville yeah i'm going there in april for right, some yeah. meetings yeah yeah it just uh just happened yesterday it was at a christian school and um it was a woman covenant school uh, i think it was green hills uh green hills neighborhood out in uh tennessee in nashville yeah 
Golly. And killed, uh, I think, three people? Is yeah, that what it was? K through, K through six, uh, seven people total. So oh, seven three, people yeah, total. Yeah, three Holy kids, cow. three adults, and then uh, I believe she took her own life, a uh, 28-year-old woman. Wow. Golly. Yeah. yeah, there just seems like a lot of ways, man, if you're, if you're suicidal, if you're, you know, in that place, gosh, it just seems like so many other things to do than take out other people with you yeah. know, i guess you mean you just have to have an agenda and a and a, a, just a, a a dead heart uh to do that yeah i mean this is this is a, a another conversation but it's nothing we need to get deep into but sometimes i feel like the as much media as they give some of these things mm-hmm. that it really prompts people to want to do it right you know their last hurrah and they know they're going to be all over the news i can't say that that is fact but it just seems, seems that like way it, yeah. right yeah they throw a lot of uh heat at these things and try to make it you know and it's almost like um one up and you know somebody i, yeah. I one up on i mean this girl had manifesto she had maps to the school she had the whole thing planned out and um you know it's I was just talking to my son today about social media and just the, the the things, you know, he's 20 years old and I love him to death and uh, he's a good, good kid, um, you know, but the, all of these kids um, are, you know, looking at so, social media for their hope, you know, what, whether it's trying to get rich or, um, you know, trying to be different or, and it's a different generation. Like, you know, when, when we were growing up, it was like, okay, if you wanted to get rich, you go out and work, like you go out and really work. And my son, you know, he, he's, he's watching all these things and he thinks he can get rich by, um, watching some of this stuff. And it can be depressing, like, you know, just throwing stuff on TikTok or uh, Instagram or Snapchat or any of that kind of stuff. It's just crazy how, these kids are thinking and it just depresses them and brings them, you know, brings them down. It's not real. Yeah. It's not a real world. And I could see how you could get to a place to where man, life just doesn't seem real anymore. Well, and, and if you, if you, I mean, if you know uh, anything about YouTube and, and any of that stuff, and I'm not saying it can't be done and I don't know much about it, but I do know like these are people that oftentimes have money, right? They live seven, eight people in a house. Like all those pranks, they're fake. Right. <laughs> Most of them. Right. I'm not it, saying all of them, but all they're they're like that. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna play pranks on each other. I'm gonna kick a soccer ball while he's doing pull ups. I saw that the other day. Right. But it's the same guys in the same house in there. Like it's all staged. Right. A lot of it. Now there's some that are authentic, right? Right. right. But a lot of that stuff is just. <clears throat> I mean, you almost got to have money to be able to do it. Yeah. That they spend their lives Monday through Sunday, mm-hmm. or you know, Saturday through Sunday, doing that stuff. Yeah. Being famous on social media is like being rich. You know, it's the one percenters. Yeah, you know, it's not not everybody gets on there. I'm not saying you can't can't find something there, but I'm telling you what, so many people are looking in all the wrong places for the hope, and uh, it's in Jesus. Like it is yeah. literally in Jesus, uh, it will give you that hope. And I keep trying to tell my son, like, you know, just slow down, just relax. You know, God's got a plan for you. Uh, don't try to, you know, outplan his plan. And you're going to end up in a place to where, you know, you have all these great ambitions, but they're so lofty that you get depressed because you didn't, didn't reach them. And, uh, 
to get back to what we were talking to, it just really feels like a lot of these people who just finally get to a place to where they have no hope is yeah. they just realize the world is not an easy place to live. And well, it's a it's a harsh it's a harsh reality to watch everybody else become successful mm-hmm. and it's happening to a generation that is softer than ever yeah so that's a good point i mean it's one thing to look at it and i struggle with it mm-hmm. you know uh, for all the success speaking that, of soft yeah exactly <laughs> for all the successes that i've had um i still struggle with man i should be doing more you know right. i can't believe I ha- i'm not making you know more money uh, that i'm making now and and i've had times where you know i'm in the top 15% top 10% of the U S and I know the stats, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't feel like I'm making any money. Right. Um, and it's just, you're seeing other people that you consider to be less talented than you. And I'm speaking, you know, from your son's shoes, man, right. if there's someone taking pictures of me, I want it to be him. Right. He's so, so He's talented. Good, yeah. Um, just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you saw the shots that he took of me. Uh, probably like three weeks ago yeah. they're just unreal and he's got so much talent and he sees these other photographers and he says well how come i haven't blown up yet right. like, what's the missing key like what do i need to do um and he's not as soft as some of the other individuals mm-hmm. out there who are you know susceptible to breaking down and being incredibly right. depressed and saying i can't go on anymore and, and all the above but it's a tough road yeah he is really talented and i you know i I keep trying to encourage him you know sometimes you know just in life in general life is hard you know just living the life and 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 just trying to make a living and buy a house and family and all like all of that stuff is really really hard if you don't have your focus you don't have you know a a mindset and learn to be uh, content wherever you are and it's not easy to be content. Um, and I hate that for these kids. You know, they're watching the social media. They're watching other people. And, you know, like you said, some of it's fake. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not all real. I watch my twins literally watch YouTube shorts that are um, the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. And they just keep watching. You know, they'll watch a YouTube short or YouTube video of um, somebody playing a video game instead of playing the video game yeah. themselves like that makes no sense to me so uh i hate it for this school in nashville and i hate it that you know people who have mental um illness cannot find help or don't find help and um you know i just, I just pray for the families that are down there that are having to go through this again you know sometimes we need to look at, at life as um as you, you need to look at other people instead of start looking at yourself. You'll realize real quick how good you have it. I heard a pastor not too long ago say that uh, the mistake that we all make when we do estate planning or we do our will is we don't prepare to meet God. Right. Mm. We're so focused on everything else. What is mm. success? Right. We don't need to get into it now, but just answer that question. What is success in this world? Is success being the best at what you want to do or having a lot of money or what is success? Well, the Bible doesn't say success is what a lot of these people think success is. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean you're not going to have money or that you shouldn't try to be the best at what you do or this, that, and the other. But if it's not in the will of God, then it's not, it's not for you. Right. You can be, listen, 
I can preach, but I'm never going to be a preacher. I'm never going to be a pastor. We've talked about that. That Just because I like to get up on stage and preach the word or this, that, and the other does not mean that that's my calling or that I will ever do it. Right. It doesn't mean that. Right. You know, right. sometimes God makes you good at something to, to chase it, and then you realize, wow, it was something else mm-hmm. that I wasn't even looking at because of what I wanted to do, right. because of what my desire was. Yeah, that's Just good. that or the other, right? That's good. There's a, That's really good. There's a great, I don't know where I read it, but it was a great saying. Um, probably saw it on TikTok. <laughs> 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 this guy is talking about, you're calling and he's talking about worship music in in particular or songs um i was talking to a friend uh another social creator who was struggling with their um their blog not blowing up like they thought i know god called me to do this blog i don't know why it's not growing and all the above and this story kind of related to that he said you know sometimes god uses the loaves and the fish to feed the masses the simplicity the little tiny, you know, our God is an awesome God. He reigns right, like, right. okay, feed the masses. But sometimes he takes the perfume and the elegance and the beauty. And he only wants that for himself to be washed over his feet. And so maybe that blog, maybe the photos, maybe the thing that you feel like God has made you great at. Maybe he's keeping that to himself. Yeah. You and know, the that's his call. Sunday, right. at, Sunday at church, the worship service. We had half the people out, one singer. It was the best worship service I've experienced at Ignite in a long time. Right. Everybody in the church was singing. That's good. Everybody in the, I mean, you, you weren't paying much attention because I looked up there and you were studying. Uh, yeah. Like you were getting ready for your sermon. Dude, it was awesome. Yeah. And h- half the stuff went wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, like I, it's like I said during the sermon. Um, you know, how many of you came in here ready to praise God and, and to, to worship God? Yeah. You know, we were talking about um, Acts chapter six, 16 when Paul and Silas are in prison. And, you know, at midnight, they're singing hymns and praising God, yeah. you know, while they're in prison. But yet, too many times we walk into church and don't even praise God and sing yeah. hymns, you know. And, and here we are. We have, you know, nice air-conditioned <laughs> rooms yeah. and heated rooms and... Uh, light and uh, ability to have nice comfortable chairs and yet we just sit there all grouchy and before the but, yeah. you know during the worship service you know that w- probably the most awesome well-known story in the bible other than the story of jesus himself is david and goliath right do you know how that scene started a shepherd boy bringing sandwiches to the people that were supposed to fight the army right he was bringing sandwiches right god right. moves through weakness not strength he delivers his people through weakness, not strength. Right. Jesus was weak, even though he was strong. Right. Rode in on a donkey, mm-hmm. didn't even ever defend himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? God, so it's these little bitty things that we think are so small that God moves mountains through. Yeah, exactly. David was taking his brother's sandwiches. That mm-hmm. was his mission. Right. Right? Right. And so... And you have literally, I mean, there's even people that don't believe have heard the story of David and Goliath, right. you yeah. know, but we want to turn David and Goliath into, you know, we're, that we're David and Goliath is our life issues. When in reality, the story of David versus Goliath is God delivers his people through weakness, right. not strength. Yeah. 
You know the interesting. Well, most hey, go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say most Christians are the shaking Israelites. <laughs> That's not, what we are. They're not. They're not David. Yeah. Well, the interesting part of that. Have you ever heard Malcolm Gladwell's um, take on that story? So he actually wrote a book based around this concept, David and Goliath. Um, the battle was already done. And so he proved it scientifically. So the uh, the valley, um, that particular valley has a particular type of rocks um, made of some type of sulfate. Basically, it's a denser rock than any other rock anywhere, right? And then he explains sl- slingers and how accurate, like we know from like tapestries, they could knock birds out of the sky. So it's very accurate with a very dense rock from very close and even pointed out that um, Goliath probably suffered from giantism and had uh, pressure on his pituitary gland, which probably made him near, nearsighted. <laughs> and he's like, That's he says, whole lot okay, of no, hold on, hold on. Yeah. This, oh, this is important. <laughs> okay. okay, no, and I so, get it. Um, and then you have scripture that says, um, you know, come to me so I, can, so I can feed you to the birds. He's saying that right. come to me like I can't see you. He's led by a a boy led right. to the battlefield, like all these things against Goliath. Well, they said that the ballistics on that sling uh, would be the equivalent of a forty-five Magnum. Mm-hmm. So there was no, like, there was no chance David was going to miss. Right. And when he hit him, there was no chance he was going to live. Um, it's like all these things that played into, but from the outside, it looked like a, a no-win situation. Right. So again, tying it into what we're talking about, this. Mm-hmm you're in these situations with the young people and they feel like they're not going anywhere. And, yeah. and you know, the battle's impossible. He's like, no, you don't understand. Like you've already won. If your focus is correct. Yeah. yeah. If your focus that, is correct. That's the difference. Won. That's the difference in focusing on God and not yourself. You know, that's, that's where exactly. David was. David was focused on God. Exactly. He knew he was like, my guy's not going to lose this battle. So the battle happens in first Samuel 17, right? The war, it was over before it, it was ever started. And when in verse or when in chapter 16, the Bible says the spirit rushed upon him. Mm-hmm. The minute the spirit entered David, that battle was over Done. a chapter yeah. earlier. Yeah. It was yeah. just, it just had to play out. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, when you look at the focus of many people, and uh, not just Christians, but, you know, just people in general, you know, one, their focus isn't on God. Uh, for Christians, it should be, you know, that's where our focus should be put. It should be put on God. We should be in our Bible. We should be in fellowship with each other. We should be in prayer. Uh, that's going to give you the strength and courage to do what God has called you to do when he needs you to do something. You know, it's not every day that you have to be doing something for God, but there's a lot of stuff that we need to be doing in the kingdom. And, Fighting spiritual battles is one of them. We can do that through prayer. We do that, you know, through fellowship, corporate prayer, getting together, just checking in on each other, Um, especially for men, you know, having an accountability partner. You know, that's a great way to keep spiritual warfare at bay Uh, because you're going to go through it, especially if you're trying to do it by yourself. It's going to make it even harder. Um, You know, just uh, just reading your Bible is going to be huge. Uh, and then listening to that still small voice of God. When you start listening to that, then you'll know exactly what and when you're supposed to do that. Um, right now, the world needs to hear um, a hopeful story, and Jesus Christ is that story. Like, we need to be sharing that story more and more uh, because of, of just the, the joy and the hope and the 
um, uh, the spirit of God that it brings to you. Well, you can tell people are seeking right now. Yeah. Just the 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 way how individuals are being pulled left and right with different, you know, fads, whatever you want to call them. Um, we just talked about, you said there was a bill that was passed in Missouri today mm-hmm. that kind of did some protecting of our children. Right. Um, we're, we were just talking about, you know, uh, drag shows and all the above. Hey, you hum as libertarian as you can get. Like you should be able to do whatever you want, however you want with whoever you want. Like you do you, we got to have choice. God gave us choice. Uh, I believe you should live a certain way to, to grow and grow closer to him, but you should be able to choose differently. Um, I just have a problem. If you would like to do that in lingerie while reading to children, right. we probably have a, we should, we yeah. should at least have some questions. Um, and so, I mean, that was on our list mm-hmm. today to talk a little bit about that. There was a big split in the Methodist church over mm-hmm. kind of all those issues yep. and there's some, uh, protests going on. So and, l- let me jump back on that libertarian view though. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> Come get ding, it. Ding. <laughs> Oh, he's got uh, it's the old man. It's the, the, old, the old man in the room. He's got a cramp. I literally have a cramp in my leg right now. Yeah, he doesn't oh want God. you going down this road. Holy cow. Yep. Yeah, the Holy Spirit just charged yeah, it. Boom, done. That's what the Spirit like. rushed yeah. upon him. <laughs> That's what it looks like when First God... Jody 16. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. That's what it looks like when God fights your battles for you, bro. That's right. Christ- Christianity is not about um, let bygones be bygones. Like Christianity is about us sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in in every instance. Like, you know, we should look at people living a life that is not worthy of God and think they need to hear the good news. Not just you go do you and I'll do me kind of deal. That's that's not that's not that's not Christianity. You know, we're, we're really and I know that's not what you mean. Yeah. You know, I mean sometimes it's just like I just want our audience to hear that, you know, there are things going on in your sphere of influence that, you know, you could easily uh, take care of, you know, just by sharing the gospel, by teaching people what who Jesus is, by getting involved in their lives, by letting them see how much you love you and that you love them and, and give them the opportunity to, to know the saving grace that you have. That's what that's what I mean by that. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't. Oh, I know. You know, I know. I know you're not, and you know as much as you know. uh, I take that stance. I take that stance of, hey, I'm going to share the gospel with you, but if you reject it, I'm not going to force you to do it. Right. Uh, I'm totally against legislating people to behave in a certain like a certain way, a certain direction, because I don't. I don't think that's the same reason why God doesn't make us robots and Mm -hmm. make us love him right. he gives us a choice in that same fashion i think that people should have the ability to choose um at the same time when they do choose differently and they want to explore different options yeah. they need to do that on their own and not with uh children <laughs> but in our boldness as and this is for the audience um in our boldness you know under the power of the holy spirit in the knowledge of the word in um, just time of prayer and fasting that we need to be out there sharing Jesus Christ. We need to be out there showing them how much we love, that God has a plan for their life, that God has had a plan since day one. Unfortunately, we screwed it up through sin, and sin is now um, rampant across the earth. It has been for thousands of years, and it will not be... um, 
rectified until Jesus comes back. And at that time, it will be too late for those who do not believe in Jesus Christ by faith. Um, when, when God starts prompting your heart and there's this, there's this like, and it's almost like a palpitation that you're having in your chest. I remember it was 2003 when I gave my life to the Lord. And I just remember that moment where God was finally just, you know, softening my heart and like opening the door for me to, to, to believe in him. And, um, when I stepped into that, I'll never forget the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Like it was one of the most powerful things that I'd ever had in my life. And it was, it was both my wife and I, man, it was so good. It was just like, this is, this is what life was supposed to be. Now, had I known all the stuff that I was going to go through, you know, once I walked through that door, it might've been a different story, but that's what regeneration does. That's what becoming a new creation does. That's what's you know, getting rid of the old flesh and taking on the new spirit uh, does in your life. And it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And man, don't we want everybody else to know that we need to be bold in that. Yeah. It's interesting. You can't really say the word sin anymore. You were telling me about an article. Um, that was overseas though. Was that in Europe where someone, yeah, it was in a Christian, it was a Christian university in Europe. Uh, evangelical university where a professor uh, tweeted out that homosexuality is sin and got fired yeah. at a Christian university. Um, and that's, this is where, you know, free speech is going to become an issue or the lack of free speech is going to become an issue worldwide because what they're doing is they're starting to legislate the types of words that you use. Whether it's sin or homosexuality or, you know, they're even changing the the psychiatric books, you know, that used to talk about certain things being mental disorders, whether it was transgenderism or even homosexuality. Um, You know, those were always the first, you know, keys were to check the mental capacities of the people and, um you know no that's no longer a a deal and now christian universities can't talk about sin like you know and i i I get why because it's all one issue it's over the homosexuality issue but it it is uh it's getting crazy you know and i don't think it's gonna be it's not gonna get any easier that's for sure yeah well i heard a rumor and i just checked it while i was looking so i don't know if that rumor is uh, correct. It appears not to be, but I heard that Webster was talking about taking the word out. So they add every year they take words out and they add mm. words in. Um, I don't, it's, I looked it up. So it looks like it's still there, but it, it's interesting to think. Um, we've talked about this before on the show, the word itself. I don't know if we, if we contextualize it correctly as Western believers, because we've just grown up around it and we think sin, we think bad. Um, and again, I think maybe three or four episodes ago, we were talking about sin just being not hitting the mark. It's an archery term. Right. And it just means missing the mark, meaning the mark being perfect and perfection. Sin is anything less than perfection. So it's basically right. like everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, you know, as Christians, we have to stand on the word of God. There is a, there's a moral uh, compass that we have to have biblical moral compass um right now i'm going through in um in college i'm going through a christian college right now and i'm in biblical ethics and it's really bizarre how 
just just the thought process of those who you know have no moral compass you know i'm doing a lot of study just on you know like moral relativism and um you know just some funky thought processes that uh, are out there and it's you know on the woke side and it just none of it even if i wasn't a christian the stuff that i'm studying right now doesn't even make sense but as a christian when i look at things through a biblical lens and this is my problem in school right now is that a lot of times they're wanting me to take some of this stuff and they're wanting me to look at it from the other perspective and i just can't i just don't get it i, I don't do well in that because i've got my moral compass which is um straight north to the bible through the the power of the holy spirit and it's so hard for me a lot of times to to look at those things yeah big time big and time do you think that um even without the bible there's what are they talking about in that class about the existence of morality through non-believers well yeah i mean it's it's where did you get your beliefs one and and where did you get your morals and you you tend to get those from your parents is is typically how but then you, you got to trace that back for generation after generation uh, a lot of the world has been religious in nature um from the beginning of time you know if some some form or function whether it was um you know whether it was christianity or judaism or islam or hindu or whatever that religion is um so and, and what it, my take would be is that majority of that came from the, sh the offshoots and some of the false religions came from um judaism you know that that was the that was a, a very very powerful uh, religion for thousands of years Mm -hmm. And um, I would say a lot of the offshoots came off of that, and you could you could all you could look back, especially if you're following the history of the Bible, that um, ma majority of their morals came from you know God, uh, and then they were just skewed on down the line. So you just you've got to look at um, when you're talking about morals, when you're talking about ethics. Uh, you've got to, I personally think in, in a Christian context that you've got to be looking at it at, in a biblical lens. You've got to be looking at, well, how does God look at this? How does, what would God think in this situation? Um, you know, it's that WWJD, what would Jesus do kind of mentality. And we've got to think of that more and more often when we're um, out there in the world. Uh, just yesterday in my, in my sermon, I was talking about, um, you know, for us to share the gospel, you know, Paul was put in prison because he, he got angry at a, at a demonic girl that was following him around, and he kept, she kept calling him out. Oh, Christian guy right here. Everybody watch out, Christian guy, you know, kind of deal. And he finally got mad and, you know, basically said, demon, come out, you know, and she's he's done. And uh, Paul ends up in prison because of that, because her master now no longer is making money because mm -hmm. um, her uh, fortune telling is is basically gone. And so um, I, I made the I, I shared the example of, you know, for us as as Christians, you know, we can get so geared up on sharing the gospel and at work. Um, we could just go, you know, just like we we find somebody who's asking questions. The next thing you know, you're you're encouraging them and you're just keep you keep going keep going keep going and you could end up losing your job yeah because you've went too far and you're you're, you're you thought you were doing god's work and the next thing you know you lose you lose your job 
there are a million different ways to go about that. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to do it at the job. You can invite them for a cup of coffee. You can take them out to lunch. You can bring them over for dinner. You can do a lot of things. And uh, my point in saying is saying that is that a a lot of times, you know, we get so hell bent on trying to share the gospel that we miss the point of what God's trying, trying to get us to do. You know, first of all, we've got to love people. We've got to get out and just love people in a way that, uh, it, 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 you can tell that it comes from God. It yeah. didn't come from anybody else but God. I've always yeah. said that the, that the thorn in Paul's side that he was talking about, I'm not saying this is fact, I'm saying this, I've always said it's persecution. It's a spirit working through that girl, working through people to discredit and persecute him yeah. and what he was trying to do. Yeah. I mean, you look at everything he did, he fought tooth and nail to, you know, keep the, the, the gospel going and coming back to other churches when in his missionary journeys to make sure it was still going and sending letters to correct uh, the things that he had originally shared. So. And, 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 and really working hard to make sure not, that, not only that it kept going, but it, that, re, that it remained pure, right. that it remained what Jesus said it was Yes, because they kept trying to add to it and take away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if, if, if it didn't stay pure, it wasn't going to continue. Mm-mm. It was going to turn into something totally different. Right. Yeah. Well, not to jump not to jump ship or jump shark on this next topic, but uh, we are talking about, you know, someone who was demon-possessed and able to tell fortunes. And I know, you know, once she was clear to that demon, um, she wasn't able to anymore. So this was an interesting conversation between you know who michael knowles is uh he's on the daily wire oh yeah he yeah. had uh he had is he the ball headed guy no he's no. got he's got a, a big set of hair he's younger oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know he okay, okay uh, so anyway he's having a conversation i don't know why you have to say he's got big set of hair <laughs> well, why can't you just say he's got hair <laughs> he's, it's, it's high hair he's got tall high hair there's other gentlemen like that was with, a shot yeah at the bald guy I'm yeah just, <laughs> i'm just trying to be kind to the man in case he ever wants to have me on Um, so he's having a conversation with a catholic priest and they start talking about the language in some of the bible talking about demon possession Mm -hmm. and um the bible referring to i am they right and so the Mm -hmm. question starts being begged um some of this is some of this transgenderism slash um you know exploring of different pronouns some type of you know demon not necessarily possession but at least influence. you know influence mm-hmm. because they are saying hey no no call me they well hold on you know are there um are there multiple uh influences mm-hmm. coming you know uh tugging so, at your heart what's going on so here's here's my my take on that is um number one it's sin period Sin has entered the world uh, after Adam and Eve, and it has taken root um, not only in human nature, but just in nature in general. And so we have the ability uh, to be cleansed of that, and that is through Jesus Christ. We can, we can not have that, you know, the, the sin nature that comes in all of us can wire us all differently just a little bit it can it can take us off in different directions you know we 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 get to a place to where um you know we justify just about everything you know as a non-believer you know i 
I thought everything was okay. Everything was permissible. I could do whatever I wanted and it really didn't matter. Um, if I'd have known then what I know now, I would real I would have, I would have taken a different stance on that because it, it has affected my life even as a Christian. You know, 20 years later, after giving my life to the Lord, things still pop up in my life that I used to do back in those days. Um, back in the days when I, I wasn't a believer, whether it was drinking or drugging or, you know, lust or um, just stupid stuff. Riding Everything. down the hill on coolers. Yeah, coolers. yeah exactly. I love that story. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, it was, a, it was the death wish there. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, I think, I think, I think we want to blame the devil for a lot of stuff that goes on in the world right now. And really it's just our own stupidity and our, our inability to walk away from sin. You know, I, it, it is sin completely. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I don't believe that people can get possessed. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that's probably not the norm. I mean, sin does a good job. Sin, sin in itself, Satan doesn't have to worry about a whole lot of people. Yeah. I mean, they're going to screw, you know, there are very few people walking so close with, to the Lord that, um, or walking away from the Lord that he has to mess with. He just does not have to get that involved. So I 100% agree with you. Um, I heard Alistair Begg say one time, very few people in this world have probably have ever had an encounter with the devil. Mm -hmm. And if you had, you know it. Right. Um, I do, though, believe that we're fighting against. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. Right. I do believe I do spirits believe work through our weaknesses and through mm -hmm. sin. I, I mean, my daughter's gay. My mm -hmm. daughter's 30 years old. She's gay. She doesn't believe in God. She is the antithesis of me. I love my daughter. My daughter didn't always like girls. Mm -hmm. My daughter had boyfriends in high school. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. But now she will justify it by saying, I was born that way, or this, that, and the other. When she knows good and well, I know she's not like that. I'm not bashing my daughter. I love my daughter. Right. One day, hopefully, Jesus will call my daughter, and my daughter will be delivered of all this. But I live yeah. with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've seen it happen. I've seen, I've seen what a relationship, and, and mm -hmm. it's possible that I'm part of that, that I hold some type of responsibility for getting divorced when they were so young. Right. You know, and dad not being there. I mean, I was there every other weekend and sometimes every weekend, but I wasn't there all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we when we did that Iron Sharpens Iron conference and I went into that one class mm -hmm. about um, homosexuality and whatever, the guy said, you know, it's th that studies have shown that, and I don't remember the exact ages, but that a father's relationship with her, his daughter from ages like five to nine is hugely important right. and a mother's relationship with their daughter and father's relationship with their sons at the from this age it really really affects who they turn out to be right. but i'm i'm 100 in agreement it the root cause is sin mm -hmm. there's a there's a story that this english bank was um a guy w got a job there and one night it closed down no it was a, it was a post office and he stayed and he stayed in a back room and they locked it up. And then after everybody left and it was later on in the night, he went and he unlocked the door and he let his buddies in and they robbed the place. And they, the analogy that the, the pastor made was sin's an inside job. Right. It's in your heart. Yeah, it is. 
when when the Bible talks about uh, when the ti- Bible talks about us being tempted, he says tempted of your own lusts. Right? The yeah. devil didn't make you do it. Right. You chose to do it because there's evil in our hearts, even as Christians. I'm driving down the road one day, a person cut me off, and I literally said this to myself. If I had my pistol right now, I'd fire through that back window. <laughs> now, I am a Christian man. And then you said, oh, God, something's <laughs> wrong did, with I, me. Like, I've got to be delivered, man. Right. You know what Amen. I'm saying? So it, it resides in there. Yeah. And it's taking captive your thoughts. It's purifying your heart with the word. It's prayer. Mm-hmm. It's submission. It's it's right. all that stuff. It's repentance. It's all that stuff that we talk about that that's going to end up helping us with all that. It's right. all Jesus. Lay it down at the cross. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. I've read my Bible every day this year. Any day I've missed four days, but I, I make it up the next morning. It's been days where when I got up that morning, right. I got up later, whatever. Man, I'm going to tell you something right now. I notice a difference. Changes your life, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, and I used to read yeah. my Bible, but I got into a, a couple of years where I wasn't reading it like I used to. Right. I'm telling you right now, humility, uh, patience, and I'm not where I need to be, trust me. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm are. saying there yeah. are visual things that I'm noticing about myself in the last three months that have changed because I'm doing this one-year devotional, which I've never done. I'm reading my Bible good. And, and just and applying it. Here, here's the important part, folks, and I'll stop here because I just talked for two minutes. Applying the Bible to yourself, looking for Jesus and then looking at yourself and not everybody else. That's good. Not looking to teach somebody something, mm-hmm. unless you're a pastor. Right. Not not looking to tell your wife what you read that's her that she's doing. Right. Been there. <laughs> right? It's it's looking for Jesus and then applying the word to yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Ironically, um, your answer uh, to that question lines up fairly similar to what the priest was saying uh he was saying that it was more just influence mm-hmm. and um it's just the sin nature you know through right. through all of us uh there's a book and i might have mentioned this on the show there's a book called east of eden that i just finished reading um and there's a hebrew phrase and i think it has to do with um thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal thou shalt not it has to do with thou shalt not um it talks about the original translation is more in the hebrew thou mayest right thou mayest not sin thou mayest not kill meaning you have permission to overcome the wickedness that's inside of you it's it's giving you Mm -hmm. permission if you will right thou mayest you know you have permission to overcome that um instead of succumbing to it yeah yeah sin sin is the issue and you know again i'm not saying there's not such thing as demon possession but you look at how many times it talked about demon possession in the bible very rarely exactly um and so it's not a it's not a common thing that happens and but we do have to fill the hour so i digress (laughs) if if you if you what is what is the book by uh c.s lewis which one which one your christianity no the one about the the screw tape tape okay Not one time in that book does the spirit make 
anybody to yeah. do anything. Yeah. It tempts them. Yeah. It's our own lust. The Bible says it. Mm-hmm. You are tempted by your own lusts. Right. No yep. matter what who threw the 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 carrot out there right you acted on what you wanted to do in your heart that's why again i'm i haven't been on in a while and i haven't said it in a while i'm gonna say it again (laughs) above all else that means before anything most important guard your heart from the outside amen because out of it flows the springs of life out of it come the troubles of life whatever whatever version you want to see right. we guard our hearts from the outside the bible says it does not matter what enters a man it only matters what comes right. out of a man mm-hmm. we ha- through life experiences through bad childhoods through bad relationships whatever things have entered our heart once you become a christian you are responsible to keep those things from coming from your heart right the Bible's going to purify it. The love of God is going to go in, and love is going to come out. You love because I first loved you. Right. That's why God says, love me first, right? So you can purify your heart through the word, Amen. or God will purify right. your heart through the word, through his love, and through you showing love on the other side to other mm-hmm. people. And I think that's where the churches are getting it wrong is all these great things that Paul did, all these great things that Jesus did, and I'm not talking about going to another country, was done in the mission field. Right. Was done on a walk somewhere. Right. And we're well, we've got the we've got the inside of the four walls of the church done. We've got that down, man. Right. We've got all the activities, the groups. Not saying that that stuff isn't good. We have to have all that. It's time to get out. But it's yeah. time to get out into the mission field. Mm-hmm. Jesus right. preached the word to people that needed it. Right. You know, and what you said earlier is right. He never ran after the rich young ruler. He never tried to convince him. He told him what, the, what he needed to do, and he dusted off his feet and walked. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. That's really. Good. I think we get caught up preaching the gospel at six. We get caught up in the in the success or not. When in reality, you just got to plant the seeds. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's all. Even, that's all. You're just called to talk. Yeah. You know it. You're the responsibility for salvation comes upon the person that you're talking to and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's. There's nothing else that you've got to do, and, you know, if you're if you're keeping check marks, you know, or trying to keep check marks, or you know, counting a you know little mark over here every time you yeah. save some or lead somebody wow. to the lord i meant you're doing it for the wrong reason yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get all turned around when you mm-hmm. get upstairs yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. uh there's a uh there's another story um or it's a bible verse don't cast pearls to swine i i think of this as continually trying to convince someone of the gospel is casting pearls to swine meaning mm-hmm. It's not your job to convince them. Uh, Jordan Peterson does a really good talk on this. He says he relates it to us just helping people in general outside the gospel. And he says it basically is a parable to say, you know, if you're helping someone and they're not accepting your help, stop helping. Yeah. What they need is rock bottom. What they need is hard reality. And then those words or those seeds can grow into something but you can't you can't pull someone out of a pit if they're only a couple feet down 
Yeah, we plant and we water. For speaking to Jordan Peterson, just real quick, me and Jody, about a year before he gave his life to the Lord, me and Jody said to each other, he's, he's getting ready the, the Holy Spirit's working on him. Yep. Like oh. I saw it coming from a mile away. Did he give his life to Christ? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I think he has. Yeah, he was, he was uh, preaching the gospel to Joe Rogan. Yeah, he did. He was talking about the the the, the, the look it up yeah. on you. I don't mean right now, but if you look it up on YouTube, the last time he was on Joe Rogan, he was telling Rogan about the cross and the story of it and why he believed it and the val the validity of the Bible since the beginning and as yeah. the foundation. It's centered. The oh center yeah, dude. Of all he's things. he yeah. if he yeah once oh, yeah. he matures in Christ. I oh, I yeah. know like I had seen that portion. Um, and I've talked to a few people about that. I don't know if he's professed it because he's he's professed not being a Christian, meaning um, he's professed just being almost agnostic, but really loving the stories. And he understands the gospel very, very well. So I'm looking, it'd be interesting if I could see like a profession of faith yeah. because, mm. you know, accepting Christ is not like, oh man, they got the gospel. They know what that means. It means it's a profession publicly. Yeah. And so I don't think he's done that yet. May, so may, it'd be tough to, for me to say, yeah, he's a brother in Christ. I mean, it's you a may, you may profession. be right. I th I'm sorry. You may be right, but I think I can find something that wasn't on Rogan where he does talk about how he's a not, he's not a non-believer anymore but let me no, let me look be, for because you be could dope, be absolutely yeah. right mm -hmm. but if he's not if he hasn't professed it he's going too soon yeah because he believes it yeah he's just got to get that from that knowledge from his noggin yeah. to his heart that's right you know that dude's wicked smart <laughs> he's <laughs> wicked smart dude. i wish i could talk man i can't i cannot think of i can't think that fast like man he just comes up with stuff oh my gosh he's good so i i do a lot of audiobooks i read excessively i try to do like a book a week it's a project i've been doing for a really long time and the only book out of all the stuff that i've read that i still i don't think i've finished is his original maps of meeting i'm like a couple chapters away and it's just so dense uh, to get through it's the one of the toughest reads ever because he's just too intelligent he's he's a better orator than he is a writer well, i think his uh his follow-up books i think he realized after that um his 10 rules for life that was great like it was he dumbed it down he's like mm -hmm. let me write something these idiots can read and i was like oh i like that yeah that's weird thanks for doing that yeah i he's don't like, i don't know but i do know he's close i like him a yeah. lot i wish i wish he i hope God just jerks a knot in his tail because it'll be good for the kingdom. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, he's got that. He's got the respect and the uh, a lot of people uh, follow him for from his from his. What is he like a a psychologist or isn't his background clinical, psych yeah, he's a clinical, clinical psychologist, psychologist that once they see that transformation, it's really going to affect people. Right. A lot of people that may never have been affected right. just by seeing the change in him. I've already seen it. I'm almost positive I can find something, but and maybe maybe we'll talk about it, um, you know, in two weeks. That'd yeah, be that'd good. be super interesting because that would be yeah ridiculously large news, uh, especially because of his given audience. Well, and you yeah. you're making me doubt myself that I have seen it because I know you watch a lot more of that stuff than even I do. I follow. You know what I'm I saying? I know you pretty do. close. I know his you daughter do. is a is a great auditor yeah. as well. She's got yeah, a great show, good. and yeah. yeah, that's good. It was one other thing that I you know that's come up in the news recently um saddleback church and rick warren 
they're getting kicked out of the SBC for bringing in women pastors. Yeah. And um, it's a big, big deal uh, coming to the SBC. They're one of the largest churches in the world, in the nation. And uh, they have recently allowed women pastors and not, they're, they're, they're like pulpit pastors. And, um, you know, Rick Warren, that's one of the, 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 the doctrines in the SBC, you know, uh, constitution yeah. and covenant and all of that kind of stuff. And just this past week, um, I received a really, really sweet email, uh, from a lady that goes to my church and, um, you know, it was just questioning, you know, it was a concern. She'd read the article, uh, about that. And just, you know, she knows our stance at, at our church and what I believe. And, um, you know, it was, it was just a really, really good, good email that, you know, she gave some really good points and, um, you know, just kind of trying to line out, you know, things she really, she understood that elders, uh, pastors should not be women, uh, but wasn't really sure about other leadership positions, uh, and, uh, in the deacon positions. And so, um, you know, with, with Rick Warren, I mean, he's a, he's kind of a big, or he was a big deal. Uh, for a long time. I think his theology has gotten a, a very, very liberal over the last five or 10 years. Um, he's been, you know, doing, you know, he's been calling Muslims brothers and, yeah, you know, trying to do some wishy-washy stuff with them. And so I'm not for sure where he's going is he's just getting to the end of his time where he's just like looking back on his whole life and maybe he was too staunch or whatever, but I, I really don't know. But, you know, biblically speaking, when we, when we talk about, um, women leadership again there are a lot of women who are qualified to preach and a lot of women who are qualified to lead and um but when we look at the word of god it just doesn't give us that ability to be able to put women in leadership and it's not god's best uh for the church and i think when you look at a lot of the churches that are um you know out there the way that god has designed humankind uh, there is a hierarchy, and and I don't mean an authoritative hierarchy, but I do mean that there is an, a, a hierarchy where, you know, God is always our focus. God should always be at the top. God should always be um, at the heart of everything that we do, especially as men, that we should be seeking him in all that we do and guiding and leading our wives uh, spiritually at home. And that same model is uh, the way that he established the church as well. And I think too many times that we, we again, uh, as we were talking about sin and we're talking about, you know, um, just all of these social issues that are going on right now, the moment that we take it out of God's hands and we try to put it in man's hands, it screws up everything. Yeah. Every single time. Um, marriage. You look at all the, the stuff that's going on with just marriage in general. You know, now you can marry a cat and you can marry a dog and... Uh, you can marry, you, you, you can just, you don't even have to get married anymore. We're basically throwing marriage out the, out of the, uh, um, out of uh, just, they're just throwing marriage out in general. And now we're getting to a place to where our culture is, is more corrupt, uh, more sinful and starting to tether, um, if you will, uh, more and more. And it's it's a societal issue and a societal problem when we don't follow God's way, God's ways. And I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens in the future with Saddleback to see if they continue to grow like they have been in the past 20, 30 years, however long they've been a church, um, and to see how 
how woke they end up getting. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting, I know uh, I had mentioned earlier uh, Priscilla and Aquila. I think I said mm-hmm. Aquila and Priscilla. Yeah. I screwed it up. But um, some of the arguments that come from churches like Saddleback are, you know, the arguments that, well, okay, well, Priscilla's mentioned before her husband Aquila and you know that leads to that leads to you know but you're laughing but yeah, these right. these are decent arguments especially when given in well, the context of the way that things were written back then if something is mentioned first it has a reason for so like you wouldn't yeah. normally in the context of that um, of that time mention a woman's name period much less put her before her husband's name sure so it does lay some weight into why they're making those arguments but i think back to what uh, pastor was saying as far as a general hierarchy um, being set up and it's not in our benefit like that's what we mm-hmm. have to be clear about being the head of a household is not benefit you know that's not a good thing i was talking with one of my friends who was visiting and we were just talking about mm-hmm. um the being a male and i think uh, we were talking about a story of a young lady who dressed herself as a man for a few weeks to see mm-hmm. what it would be like she had strong features um, and then she talks about it. She talks about almost killing herself. She said, no one said hi to me. Mm-hmm. No one opened doors for me. No one asked me how my day was. Like, no one, <clears throat> man, being being a man, being in, in quote unquote, in charge, right. head of the household, it is a lonely, lonely. And the older I get, the the less people I have to talk to. Right. And and it's a lonely, lonely road. So it's, it's not something mm-hmm. to be desired as far as priscilla and aquila goes ideally that's really what you want in ministry you want a husband wife team uh to be able to be in ministry as much as possible my wife and i do ministry together however i'm the i'm the pastor um and she's the pastor's wife she doesn't preach she doesn't um get up she's more than capable um i've had her speak with me when we talk about marriage and things like that but as far as a pastoring role or a speaking role, she doesn't. She doesn't have that. She does teach. She does the women's. She group, does women's right? ministry yeah. exactly, and that's that's where you know a lot of times we, when we start getting things out of balance, is when we start screwing it up. We try to think, well, God really didn't mean that. You know, maybe He really meant this, and then we really screw it up. So when it when it talks about deacons and when it talks about bishops. When the rule is laid down, let's not say rule, Mm -hmm. when the order is laid down, it specifically says he, him, husband of one wife. I got to be honest with you. I don't understand the the confusion. And this isn't aimed at the person that sent you an email. Mm -hmm. This is just in general. I don't understand the confusion here. Mm Well, well, you know what I'm saying? Well, the but, the only confusion is that there's there's one instance in the New Testament where Phoebe is considered a deacon, and she's just a mail, mail carrier. That's mm-hmm. that's the only example. So that would be more the exception and not the rule. Yeah. That's and same thing with Priscilla and Aquila. You know, that, that's the exception and not the rule. Um, the way that you know, I believe I know that God has established is that you know, male leadership is is for the church. Uh, we see that in Timothy, um, you know, Second Timothy 3 and Titus 1. You see that very, very clearly. Yeah, it's, to use that other stuff as an argument is to, is to say that God is contradicting himself. Right. Well, he I, makes it very clear. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. clear. Again, I, when I say, like, it's surprising that you don't understand that because 
I think you do understand that because you understand sin so well, knowing that there is a sin nature. And we know that, you know, part of the curse is the desire for headship. Yeah, right. Um, It's it's written there. So we have, I mean, clearly we have to be like, oh, I, I totally get that. Why? Because you're not in control of it. It's a, it's a desire. It's part of sin nature. Um, there are instances, man, God does not make women second class citizens. Right. There's, I mean, before we end the podcast, we got to make that super clear. He does some amazing things um, with women. Some of some women are named in the lineage of Christ. Yes. Um, right. And not only that, there's a, uh, there's a woman judge over Israel, Deborah. So there are women scattered throughout the Bible that are incredibly important. And, and this is the coolest, one of the coolest things I've ever heard about um, women slash wives. The Bible mentions them as the helper, the helper yeah. to men. Mm-hmm. And the Hebrew, that uh, the actual word helper that's translated into the Hebrew is only used another time. And it's used uh, in the way that God helps man. Yeah. And that's the same way that she helps us. And so it's a very esteemed position of they are going to help you just like I help you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually, it's actually um, when he describes the Holy Spirit, Spirit, right? Yeah. That's how he describes the Holy Spirit as well. And so it's huge. Yeah. It's a big, big. Yeah, when I say those things, I will tell you that one of the biggest issues and the that that one of the biggest um, and and you know I'm going to I'm going to use the devil. I'm not saying it's actually him, but the one of the biggest scams the devil has used is to get women to not value the that, role that and the person that God has made them, not only in the world but in our lives. Right. They they. There, there's so many women out there that want to be the man right. or that want to do man things instead of what God has designed them to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for, there's so many people looking for any reason in this Bible to say, well, the woman should lead. Mm-hmm. Women should be pastors. Women should be deacons. That's not what it says. Right. And if you would just go to God and find out why it is that he made woman and what he wants woman to be in the beauty and the strength and the power in that. Right. Dude. Oh, I know it. Dude. I know it. When we do it God's way, it's so much better. A hundred percent better. And it's, it is a, it, again, I love what Fergoza said. He, he actually got something right tonight. Um, <laughs> it, is, I'm messing with him. it is a total, it is a sin, it is the sin nature. Uh, and in Genesis 3, we, it talks about the curse, and uh, that is a, a desire that they will always have is to, to be in headship. Uh, in that way. And I'm telling you, it's not an easy role for either one of us. And here's the crazy thing is that submission in um, under under Christ requires us to give him everything. And as as the 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 spiritual head of the household, I have to submit to Christ. And so does my wife. And I've got to submit to my wife. And so does she submit to me. I'm still the head of the household, but um, it, it's one of those it's one of those um, symbiotic relationships that allow us, if we're both following God uh, in to the best of our ability, it is always such a better relationship in general. It is such a better relationship. Like, dude, you read Proverbs thirty-one is some of the most beautiful scripture it in is. all the Bible. 
What I love is the part where it says, you could read the whole thing, but she opens her mouth with wisdom and the, and the reaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and her works praise her in the gates. I started a little late, but there's a verse there that says her husband is known at the gates. Mm -hmm. You know why he's known at the gates? He's her. Yeah, her. Yeah. Her. Yeah. A man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains mm -hmm. favor of the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you right now, without my wife... I probably would have ended up screwing up my salvation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. believe that you lose your salvation if you're really saved, right? right? But my point is, my wife has blessed my stupid life mm -hmm. so much, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I read those verses, I think of her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And women all around the world are wanting to be charming and beautiful. Instead of yeah. fearing the Lord. Right. That's good. You know? That's really good. Yeah. You're exactly right. It's like we started off the, the podcast. You know, everybody's looking for something else instead of looking at the Lord. Right. It's right there in front of you. You know, Jesus can give you all the hope in the world that you need, the confidence, the boldness, the love, the the humbleness uh, that all comes with that. And your chains will be broken if you just stop running and stop playing games and realize that god has a better plan for you he gave a son to die upon the cross for your sins you no longer have to carry those they no longer have to be a burden to you will you be tempted of course and that's what we were talking about earlier psalms 119 verse 11 i've hidden your word in my heart so that i will not sin against you and so you get to a place to where you're learning the word of God, you're diving into the word of God, you're eating and breathing the word of God, and it's so much easier to fight the temptations that come along uh, in your life. And um, not only do Christians need to be doing that better, but we need to be sharing that with the rest of the world. And it makes, hey, when we do things in God's way and God's order, it is so much better, so much sweeter, and so much easier um, to live this life. This life is going to cause problems this life is going to have ups and downs it's going to have ins and outs it's going to have uh, tears it's going to have joy it's going to have happiness uh, it's going to have it all and um, it's a lot better and a lot more even kill when you have jesus in your life yeah the the bible it, it, we we have to get this um and this isn't just about uh women in leadership mm -hmm. this is about all kinds of things Amen. that we desire in our lives the bible doesn't say this is the way it should be unless you feel like you can do it. Right. Unless you feel like you've got the skill to do it. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. very few unlesses or buts in the Bible. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, that's, that's what we do. I, 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 we, I let off by saying earlier, man, dude, there was a time I thought I was going to be a pastor. I started watching you be a pastor. Not to mention I look at myself. Dude, I'm never going to be a pastor. 
It doesn't matter whether I think I can do it or not, which I right. don't think I can do it. Because could you imagine people <laughs> coming up and wanting me, wanting to talk to me for comfort? You know what I'm saying. But my point you is, when you yeah. when you desire something, right. when you're when you're working off your own mindset or what you want to do, you actually think that you're going to do that and right. it took god showing me all that you have to go through dude mm -hmm. and i know you have a blessed i mean you wouldn't trade being a pastor mm -hmm. for anything but dude the yeah. stuff that you have to the criticism the the the, the monday morning quarterbacks right. the coulda woulda shoulda the 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 yeah. me coming to you for the same problem when i'm making the same mistake 10 times right. dude i could not do that i could not do that but there was a time in my life because i was going off what i wanted to do right. that i thought that that was the calling on my life the lord says it's this way the lord says love your wife like christ loves the church it doesn't say love your wife like christ loves the church unless she's not respecting you like right. the bible says that's not what it says it doesn't say women submit to your husbands unless you don't believe that he's a very wise guy and right. you don't want to submit to him because you don't think he's he's worth submitting to right. well, that's see, not what the bible says in, that's easy in america you shouldn't have married a dummy that was your choice <laughs> yeah there's choices yeah he asked. You could have right. said no. He wasn't betrothed to you. Yeah, <laughs> you could have said no. You should have known that beforehand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, you gotta. You you have to. As a Christian, you have to listen to God. You have to follow God. God has um, a permissive, uh, a specific will for your life, and you've got to be listening to it. You've got to be making sure that you're listening to that calling in your life because I think a lot of times we do, we plan ahead and we, we think, oh, I'll just, this is what I'm going to do here. And, you know, we, we haven't even got God involved yeah. in that. And that usually messes us up more than anything, when, yeah. especially when we try to get out in front of God thinking, ah, oh, this is exactly where I've got to be. You know, a lot of times when, um, when, we, when we don't really know where God, god is sending us or asking us to do or what he's asking us to um we need to 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 really take a step back and go okay where was the last place that i truly knew where god had me and I, I know without a shadow of a doubt god said i want you to do this you need to go back to that spot because a lot of times we'll try to get out of that spot thinking well god's got something else well maybe he's still got you in the same spot that he wanted you two weeks ago or 10 months ago or two years ago, Five whatever years it was. Ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I remember one time when I was, uh, I was, I was getting ready to leave the very first, I got saved in a church and I was going to leave the church and I wasn't mad, but I was just done. You know, I was just kind of done. I just didn't see things going well. And I, I was really tired and I was like, okay, we're leaving. I told my wife, I said, we're leaving. And she's like, has God told you that? And I was like, no, well, I'm just done. She's like, <laughs> she's your helpmate. Yeah, exactly. See? And she goes, well, I want you to go back and I want you to pray. And I want you to stay um, listening to God and, and figure that out. There's and, that guidance that yeah, we were it, talking about. Exactly. A hundred percent. And uh, because I would have left, if I had a left, had left, I'd have left an offense one, you know, that probably I would have taken that offense to the next church. Oh, you know, you know just whatever it was did was it a nice fence 
Yeah, exactly. Offense. <laughs> offense. Yeah. You said it right. Did I, did yeah. I say offense? No, you said it correctly. Okay. I just, just can't resist. <laughs> um, and I don't even think it was that big of an offense. I wasn't really, nobody hurt my feelings or anything like that. I was just done, you know, kind yeah. of deal. And um, it took us, it was almost three months before God finally said, okay, now's the time. And yeah. what was cool about it was that he told me and her, like, yeah. she was like, okay, now, now it's, now it's time. And so and it probably, you know, smoothed out by then. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, I was, I left, you know, I left in tears, mm-hmm. you know, and I left knowing that God had a plan for us yeah. to, to go out and do something, something different. And, um, we were right on point and it wasn't easy, but it was, it was definitely God's way. My point in telling you that is that sometimes you're going to think that you want to do something you want to serve that you want to do a mission trip that you want to do ministry that you want to share the gospel or you know make disciples and you've got it in your mind that you're going to do that but maybe god hasn't really put that in motion and just in chapter 15 and 16 of acts i'm going through the book of acts and i've been going through it i started february last year and we're just now into chapter 16. but in chapter 15 paul um, the holy spirit told paul to bypass asia and not go to asia you know, and he was hell bent on sharing the gospel. And um, he gets to Troas, and uh, and he has a dream. And this dream is to go to Macedonia, which is Philippi, where he ends up get him. He and Silas end up in prison. But he's he's hearing this dream, and he thinks, man, okay, now I need to go to to Philippi, and I'm gonna. Uh, there's this guy telling me to come, and so I'm listening to that. Um, in Paul's life, he knew exactly. He knew who, who's God, vo- who's how God's voice sounded, and so he was able to to go into those places and and listen to God's calling uh, easy, you know. And, and not that it was easy when he got there, but it was just easy for him to follow. I think a lot of us don't even know God's voice, and so we miss um, we miss his prompting. We miss his calling, whether whether it's conviction or, you know, the ability to share the gospel with somebody or just love on somebody or even during church, just to walk up to somebody and say, hey, how are you doing? I, I haven't seen you in a while or, uh, you know, want to go out to lunch. Uh, I think a lot of times we miss those things. Jonah, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. He didn't go. He was headed to Tarshish. Mm-hmm. Nineveh was 500 miles away from where he was going. Tarshish was 2,500 miles. What's the point? The point is, dude, it takes a lot of energy to disobey the Lord. Right. It takes so much more to be disobedient to the Lord than it does to do to what obey. the Lord wants yeah. you to do. Yeah. It's always It harder. just played out in my life. Yeah. You know me. I was yeah. going to Malawi. Yeah. Holy Spirit said to me one night, I didn't tell you to go to Malawi. I know you want to go to Malawi. Right. But that's not. We're going to feed, we're going to clothe, we're going to visit people while we're in prison. We're not going to go right. just to go, just because I wanted to go because I was restless and want to go on a mission trip and like we did Haiti. But Haiti, I was called to go right. with, with people that I have relationship with. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it just happened in my life. Yeah, you know the good. Bible. You, you you were right. The Bible for the Holy Spirit forbade him to go to Asia. Right. He wanted to go to Asia. Mm-hmm. Jonah wanted to go to Tarshish. Right. Right? Yep. And be careful with that free will stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know we get I know we get to make choices, but just be careful. Yeah. 
right? God, God's Jonah's, plan. Jonah's God. not still sailing the seven seas. <laughs> he went right back to where the Lord told him to go to. Yeah, God's going to take care of you. That's for sure. He's going to make you go where that's you're right. supposed to go. Yeah, His will will be done. And uh, it's such a better place when you're in his will. And when you follow, it's safer, it's sweeter, it's nicer. Um, when we obey him, when we listen to him, when we follow him, man, it's just, it's a, it's a, that's, that's the, that's the sweet spot, man. When you can get into that area and it takes dedication, it takes discipline. You've got to be reading your Bible. You've got to be praying. You've got to be uh, living it out and applying it to your life. You got to be sharing it with others. You got to be serving. You, you've got to be doing all these things in concert with each other, um, in order to hear from the Lord. Yeah. And it's such a, such a sweeter, sweeter, sweeter space when you're doing that by big time. So, for Goza, you asleep? No, I'm listening intently. <laughs> well, awesome. I tell you what, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, that's a good place to to stop there. Any other last words from either one of you? No, um, man, I'm good. That good? was uh, <laughs> we just. I love the way we just free ball it we sometimes just, and what it turns into. Yeah. Of course, we might. People out there might think we sound like a bunch of crazy people, but it, I felt like it was a good conversation. We, yeah, it was. We, uh, you, we. Sounded. yeah. <laughs> no, that was good. Well, folks, we thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Um, again, I know you have a million other things that you could be doing, but uh, we thank you for the opportunity just to um, come into your lives and and share what we know. Um, we're not theologians by any means we do love the lord and we try our best uh, we read our bibles every day and we try to rejoice in the uh, the the knowledge of god and listening to him as much as we possibly can we're going to give you the ups and downs uh, the ins and outs of our own lives as much as we can as well and again just thank you for joining us um if you get an opportunity tomorrow, maybe you're just catching in at the last of this, it will be on the podcast platforms tomorrow. Uh, early tomorrow morning, you'll be able to catch it on Podomatic, Spotify, uh, iTunes, as well as Google Play. You can uh, listen to it. There's over 60 uh, podcasts on there. You can listen to those starting from the very beginning when we started January 3rd last year. Can yep. you believe that? It's uh, been over a year and a few months now, and it's been been really fun. God is blessing us, and we continue to grow. And uh, uh, again, if you get an opportunity, please share it. Uh, share it with your friends and uh, let them hear it as well. Uh, we need to reach, reach more and more people for the sake of the gospel. Guys, we love you, and we will see you next week. God bless. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.